What's up and welcome into your fresh Locked On Bulls for Thursday, October 14th. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we've got injury updates from both Kobe White and Patrick Williams. One looks promising, the other less so. We're also going to talk about a specific piece that was written about Patrick Williams by one of those Bulls beat reporters that people either love or love to hate. Give our thoughts on that. And we're going to wrap things up with a look at the Bulls' final preseason game against Ja Morant and the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in to Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. And you can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com, or hit us up on that text of voicemail line, 331-979-1369. We did some some fun texts and email topics in yesterday's episode, so if you haven't checked that out yet, Go uh, go listen to that episode. Go watch that episode on YouTube and subscribe to us on that Lockdown Bulls YouTube channel if you aren't already. Big Dave, how are you, my friend? I know you were watching. Man, they came out on the lo- the losing end of it, but that mm-hmm. Sky Mercury WNBA Finals game two last night was one of the most entertaining basketball games I've watched in a long, long time. Uh, it was very entertaining. I came out with a whole new respect uh, for the Sky and their resiliency. Because there was definitely a play that happened where it would have broke a lot of teams. Uh, They were on a breakaway, uh, bad pass on the breakaway. Uh, Phoenix steals it, gets it over to Tarasi for a baseline three, cuts it to 66-62. And from Mm -hmm. that point on, I said, "Uh uh-oh, they're in trouble. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they they whipsawed that, took it built the lead back up, (laughs) got it to overtime. You know, they they really had some resiliency. And I was like, the Sky are going to win this series. Like, that was my final thought. But I did watch some soccer, Matt. I looked at some soccer because you asked me to look at some soccer. Yay! I watched uh, Team USA play. Um, Yeah, it was it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about the extent of your thoughts on uh, watching a, a soccer match. A, a game happened. A match happened. Uh, USA won. Uh, I saw the goal that they... Uh, that they won on, you know, because it was one one. It was a one one tie when I when I tuned in. Okay, um, so you you oh, missed the better of the two goals. Did you see the first USA goal? I they got to tie it. No, Whew. the second one I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> was like, the second one was like, yeah. Well, you know, kind of like hit off the post and then the keeper yeah. and then like went yeah. in and they Dribble called it an in. own goal. Yeah. They didn't even give the the USA striker a credit for the goal, which is a shame because it was still a good job. But anyway, yeah, I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm glad Thank that you're you. trying something right. new after all the years right. I've tried to get you to watch a game of soccer. Um, uh, meanwhile, the Sky home games, games three and four, and we know that there will be three and four because the series is tied one one, sold out, sold out, and uh, good for Chicago for coming out and repping that team. Uh, yeah. You know what game I will be going to, Dave, and I yes. wanted you to be there with me. Yes, the Bulls preseason finale against the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to shout out to a Locked On Bulls faithful (laughs) listener, uh, Kabir, who hit me up in my DMs last night and said, "Hey, season ticket holder, love your podcast. Can't go to the game on Friday. Do you want these tickets?" So I was like, "Uh, yeah." (laughs) Let me can we say something to Kabir? 
because I couldn't make this preseason game. Don't let that stop you from sending more tickets our way, sir. <laughs> if you got some more tickets during the season that you can't make, send them on, my friend. I will yeah. promise I will make time and be able to go to one of these games. I promise. Well, and, and so he he and I were chatting uh, in DMs about how, you know, he'll definitely be there Joakim night. Uh, and I oh, said, yeah. cool, we'll be there. Uh, and he was like, yeah, we can meet up then too. And, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll like buy you guys a beer. And I was like, no, 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 no. We will buy you a beer <laughs> because you gave us free tickets. So so now, now I got to find somebody else to be my date tomorrow night because I wanted it to be you, Big Dave. Uh, but shout out to Kabir, which, by the way, Dave, waited 15 years. He was telling me this. 15 years, the Bulls season ticket wait list. Mm. Finally got his season ticket offer after they traded Jimmy Butler. Wow. Wow. So he sat through all of that. Yeah. Hey, man, you, you are a fan. <laughs> you are a fan. Much respect. Uh, that Yeah, Matt's right. We're buying you a beer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you right? sat through some stuff, man. Oh, wow. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But brighter days ahead for, for both yes, season ticket holders, and good for you. Uh, speaking of brighter days ahead, positive update on one Patrick Williams. We're recording this um, late Thursday morning, so we haven't gotten word about Thursday practice yet. But the last we heard through the first three days of practice this week from Billy Donovan and Patrick Williams is, I feel good. I feel ready. Donovan says he looks good. He looks ready. Probably could even play tomorrow night against Memphis. Great news, Dave. Very great news, Matt. Um, he's, he's a Wolverine. Like I told you last time, I wanted to start calling him a Wolverine, but I wanted to see how fast his injury healed. And it has healed like fast. And it just makes me feel good because the way it was presented to us, like a severe sprained ankle, you know, like, mm -hmm. man, he's going to be out. And we, of course, you know, we're right. Bulls fans and we've seen the past four years. Of course, we're expecting the worst. I, I get right. that. So when and because that, it was like right as training camp started. We're right. Like, oh, my right, God. Right. I, right. We know this story all too well. Right. Right. We know how this ends. We've watched this movie. We This is like the Fast and the Furious series to us. We know how this goes. OK, <laughs> so it was it was different, though, like he. Had that, and then he started running when we saw him started running a little bit, and then we saw him playing, you know, before the game and things like that. It, didn't, it never looked like anything was wrong with him. Never looked like anything was bad. We never saw a boot on him. Uh, shout out Denzel. Um, and he just looked good, you know, and the fact that he has healed and it looks like he's going to play Friday and test that out, I honestly think that's important, Matt, that he gets out there before the season starts. And, you know, get some of that chemistry, even even if it's just a little bit of chemistry, you know, with that, you know, fearsome foursome in, in, in that starting lineup, man, because he's going to be very valuable piece for the Chicago Bulls this upcoming season. So I think it's important that he gets gets out there and test it out and have some fun with the guys. I know he wants to right. be out there so bad. I know he does. Right. And, and not just building up that chemistry with his new teammates but also something else that Billy Donovan was talking about with Patrick Williams and, and even before the injury, as far as evaluating him this offseason, was conditioning. Conditioning, yeah. conditioning, conditioning. Yeah. Especially if you want Patrick to turn into one of those elite-level two-way players who mm -hmm. can do some things on the offensive end but certainly is very needed and very versatile on the defensive end, you, those guys have got to be well-conditioned. So hopefully yeah. – this, you know, on, on schedule or even a little ahead of schedule return from Patrick Williams means the, the, the sooner he's out there playing five-on-five five against real competition, the sooner he has those lungs back uh, back with him. A little yeah. bit less optimistic update on Kobe White, however, Big Dave. Uh, Donovan asked to give an update there, and he said, quote, I would say we'd probably have a better feel in maybe another month. 
Mm. Um, besides him being cleared to shoot and dribble and pass, he's really, really got to work on his range of motion and his strength in his range of motion. His strength in his range of motion. Those are things that are going on on a daily basis. So he's not even a position to do any contact at all. There's no contact mm. for him in the foreseeable future. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's three weeks. Maybe it's four weeks. Whatever it is, I still think he's a ways away from contact. So mm. when we got the initial word on Kobe's shoulder injury this summer, and then the expected timeline based on similar injuries and repairing surgeries for NBA players, mm. that's we were looking at mid-November. So yeah. given that today is October fourteenth. And Donovan is saying maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks, but not for him to be back, for him to be reevaluated and see yeah, if he's ready for contact. So yeah. not a, not a super optimistic update there. It's not. Um, yeah, like you said, we had, we had kind of penciled him in because, you know, we are doctors. We had kind of penciled him in to be back in November. And now when I saw that, I'm like, December? Is, is that what we're looking at here? Um it's wild because, like he said, he can do everything. Kobe said this himself. He was like, I can do everything except, you know, kind of put my arm over my head because it's excruciating <laughs> when I do that. That that really, really hurts. Um, it's going to be tough for him, Matt. Uh, I really want to see him out there and playing with this team. And I know how bad he wants to because he finally gets to be in that role uh, that we kind of want to see him in. But, yeah, this, was, this sucked. Uh, that's the bottom line, for lack of a better word. This sucked to hear that it's going to be another three or four weeks before he's reevaluated. You know what I mean? Before we even find out, can he move forward? Can he go ahead and uh, take that next step, you know, being physical with the contact and things like that? Because the contact is an important part of Kobe White's game because uh, he uses his size and he knows how big he is. And, you know, that's going to be an important part of his game, man. So, man, just hoping for the best, Matt. Hope it gets better, faster. And just hope he comes back stronger because um, – no matter how much, how long it takes for him, you want him back at 100% and at maximum capacity where he can be Kobe White. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait for the Bulls to get the Kobe White that we know and love back and a part of Billy Donovan's rotation because I think he will absolutely give that Bulls second unit uh, a punch that it, that it really could, could benefit from. All right, so those are the updates on Patrick and Kobe. Uh, hopefully, we'll see Patrick in the Bulls preseason finale tomorrow night against Memphis. Speaking of which, we still got to look ahead to see what we want and what we might see from that game before we do that. We got to talk about this article from you-know-who. <laughs> and before we do that, Big Dave, you got to tell our listeners where they could go if they are dealing with some excessive sweating issues, which I know you and I both have dealt with. Oh, dealt with it, deal with it. But guess what? It don't control me no more. You know why? Because I got the offensive lineman, baby. I got them in. I got the all-pro offensive lineman, and they are called Sweat Block. Doctor created. Doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. And my favorite, the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. And you want to know how it works? Because firefighters tested it. Oh, they tested mm. it out, you know, behind closed doors. No, they did it on television on the Rachel Ray show. So shut your mouth and get you some. Oh, maybe it's not big. It don't really sell. Currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. Like I said, shut your mouth and get you some. Ah, wear what you want. It's your little secret of confidence, man. Make sure you take it with you. You can take it with you anywhere. Use it at any point in time. It will work. Go to sweatblock.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. 
on to get you 20% off. And you can also use it on Amazon or use it at CVS. Sweat block. Gonna keep you dry. Oh, Sahara Desert dry. I love it. Mm, 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 mm. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> that left me speechless for a minute. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. Here, here we are. Um, we're going to talk about a column that was written by one Joe Cowley uh, that came across my Twitter feed Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about Cowley and the way that he handles his beat. We've even had him as a guest on this very podcast. Let me state this at the onset here. I respect Joe Cowley for what he does and for as long as he's done it. I think he stirs the pot in a way that a lot of beat writers are not willing to do because they're afraid of risking certain relationships that give them access to certain people within organizations that they cover. And when the Bulls organization was gaslighting the crap out of this fan base, Joe Cowley was one of the few people who actually called them out on doing so in the public and in the media. I have always respected and appreciated that about Joe Cowley. Recently, He's had, uh, you know, I think Bulls fans are starting to lose some patience with the way in which he is harping on Zach Levine and his contract, Dave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has. He's he, He's been a staunch guy. He's been definitely all over Zach. Um, but it isn't new, I don't think. He's he's really been about this. He's been doing for it for years. years. So he's been constant. He's been consistent in his feelings uh, on Zach Levine. Um, I'll say this about Joe because – I said this about when I had him on uh, our podcast on Ball on Bulls, uh, which was an excellent show. I I really enjoyed talking to him. I said to him, I was like, you know what makes a great writer is somebody that you agree with and disagree with. You know, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel it makes a great writer. And Joe does that well. Like, I'll be like, yeah, that's right, Joe. And then the Saints will be like, oh, Joe, come on, man. Nope, don't believe me. That's (laughs) not with that. That ain't it. And, you know, he's very, I like he tells the truth as he sees it. And he's very honest from, you know, his perspective. But sometimes, yeah, he, he can go over and I'm just like, all right, man, I ain't with you on this one, bro. <laughs> like, I can't so, on this one. speaking of that, and maybe it's because he th- thought, well, you know, I've been writing pretty much a lot of columns about Zach and wh- how he's got to prove it. And, like, mm-hmm. should should the Bulls give him this contract? Do the Bulls want to give him this contract? Does Zach want the Bulls to give him this contract? Maybe let's, let's just pivot just for a minute off of Zach Levine, Joe. Mm-hmm. And so I see this headline come across my Twitter feed from the Chicago Sun-Times. More action, less talk for Bulls forward Patrick Williams. Mm. Okay, right out of the gate. What? Like, I saw the headline, and I was like, this is clearly clickbaity, but I'm going to read it because I want to see what Joe has to say here. Mm. Um, And basically, it's an entire column of quoting Patrick Williams about his role on this team Things like, you just got to know what we've got to do. That's win. Whatever it takes to win, I'm good with it. Every game, every situation is different. It's going to take certain guys to step up and certain guys to play a role. I'm fine with either one. Winning is the main objective. As long as everybody is taken care of, everybody's happy, my job is to help the team win in any way I can. And Joe Cowley takes that comment and turns it into the word excuse for why Patrick Williams was perhaps not more statistically and and confidently aggressive as a 19-year-old rookie who was thrown into the deep end and essentially a column continuously saying, enough excuses, let's see it, from a guy who is just answering questions 
about his game, his role, giving perfectly honest and correct answers, which is whatever my role is, is whatever coach wants me to do, whatever I could do to help my teammates win. Like, what? what is this? Like, what is this like shut up and dribble nonsense from Cowley for a guy who's like, you're saying you better prove it. It's like he's rehabbing his sprained ankle right now. <laughs> All he can do is talk and he has to talk because he is forced to talk because that's part of a contract of an NBA player is meeting with the media and answering their questions. Let me ask you some questions about why you didn't have a more impressive rookie season. Would you stop talking about yourself already? What is this doublespeak from Joe Cowley? Get this, get this, you know what out of here. Oh man. It's funny um, that you pointed out that specific part of the article. Cause as I've said many times on here, we share a brain and that specific part stood out to me. But what stood out to me more on that article, Matt, is that Patrick Williams said the word win four times. <laughs> That's what got me more than anything. I was like, oh, this dude really wants to win. Here's what I thought, because I, I definitely read that. Here's, here's how I feel about it, Matt. I didn't truly hate it. I had a problem when I, – I, I'll, I'll tell you when it went left for me. So there, was a, there were two uh, uh, paragraphs here for me. This was the first one. Too many teases with the float game and rainbow three-pointer early in the first quarter possessions, only to see the 6'7", 20-year-old man-child seem to crawl in the backseat of the car for the remainder of the game. Harsh, but I don't think he's completely wrong here. He, at Patrick Williams did do that. He would take those shots. He would do that in the first quarter, and then we wouldn't see him again for the rest of the game, whether it was because he was more focused on defensive end because he was guarding whoever the best player was or whatever was going on. I don't disagree with him on that. I right. wouldn't have worded it that way, but that's Joe Cowley. That's how he right. rolled, okay? That's Joe being here's, Joe. Here's where it lost me. When asked about it numerous times, including this offseason when he actually showed some aggressiveness in the summer league, it was the same excuse. Excuse time is over, but will Williams finally get that? This is where you lost me right there. Because when you said, when you asked him numerous times, including the offseason, when he actually showed some aggressiveness in the summer league, sentence is over right there. Because right. you're him about what he did last year and you're telling me he improved on what you're asking him that he did last year because he showed it in the summer league so you're like okay you had a lack of aggressiveness last year tell me about your lack of aggressiveness last year what i tell you all the time Matt, saying ain't like doing he he out there saying it and but he's over here doing it you're saying you worried about what he said about what he did about last year worried about the talk of it and how he's saying it he went out in summer league and he did it because we both said this. We both said, man, we want to see him be more aggressive and be like, yo, I'm the baddest dude on the floor. And we saw him do that. We saw him go out there in that summer league and do that, Matt. Mm -hmm. Demand the basketball. Yell at his teammates. Tell him I'm the best player on the floor. I get the ball in the end. That's what we wanted to see. So you can't sit there and call it an excuse because it's not. He actually went out there and he did it. He showed right. you. This is a change I am making in my game. He showed you in the summer league. So if you're telling me that you saw it, you can't sit there and criticize him and destroy him about what happened last year. He improved on it. And that's all I cared about is that he showed that he improved on it. Right. And, and like, I think the reason that this one, because a, a lot of Bulls fans would probably read this and just say, oh, you know, it's Cowley. That's Cowley being Cowley, classic Cowley whether you, you like him or you hate him or, or you don't read his stuff. To me, the reason that this one felt really like different in, an, in a way that was insulting is that like, mm -hmm. 
I've always at least respected and appreciated Cowley's integrity as a journalist. Okay. Yeah, he he puts stuff out there that others don't, but the guy always has his sources, and the guy is doing his job. He's doing it in a way that is bold that a lot of people don't. But whether it was calling out the Bulls front office or or calling out uh, Jim Boylan or calling out Jimmy Butler or this, that, or the other thing, whatever it was, it was all rooted in like honesty and Joe's evaluation of what was going on. This just, to me, seems like gotcha journalism. And mm. I've never thought of Joe Cowley as a gotcha journalist. Mm. He's abrasive in some ways, like that line about, you know, crawling to the backseat of the car or whatever, like you said. Yes. But he has never, he has never, in my opinion, been a gotcha journalist. And this yeah. is like, okay, let's talk about the fact that, you know, maybe there were some nights where you didn't get as many shots up as you should have, or that you looked timid at times as a rookie. And let me ask you all these questions about your transition from year one to year two. And then write a story that essentially says, well, shut up. Stop talking about it. Show, show me, show me. It's like, dude, you're asking him questions. Yo, Don't ask the man questions and then, and then say, stop talking. That is gotcha <laughs> journalism and it's, and it's gross. And I, and I at least expect more from Joe Cowley. Mm. This is a miss and it is a miss that I find offensive from Joe Cowley. Mm. Mm. You know, cause that, that line I just talked about, man, like, it's like, Asking somebody who is struggling to lose weight, who 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 you've seen has lost weight, how come you struggled with it last year? Right. <laughs> why why are you still bad about why why were you bad about? It? That's an excuse. Like no, dude, I did the work and I improved on what you did. Yeah, but last year you sucked at it, so that's what I'm going with. It's an excuse. I had an issue. Yeah, that that bothered me more than anything. And you're right, Matt. Like he could definitely be abrasive. Yeah, he could definitely come off strong. You know what I'm saying to everybody. You know, like like it's brown liquor. You know what I'm saying? To everybody, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he could definitely do that. But I never mind when somebody says something as long as it's rooted in fact. If you're giving me mm-hmm. facts, I can debate how you're saying it. <laughs> I can debate that I don't like how you're saying it. But if it's the truth, I can't argue the truth. You know what I'm saying? So when it gets beyond that, which is what Matt, what Matt is at with it, which is where I am at with it as far as uh, that portion of the article, that's when you get this. You know what I'm saying? That's when we're like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Not that. So I will say he's he's right in the sense that Patrick Williams does have a lot to prove uh, this season. Uh, we got to see you want to see the growth of Patrick Williams game this season because of the talent that they have and the expectations now that the Bulls have uh, this right. season. And there's right. a lot they're expecting from Patrick Williams as far as, you know, what he'll fill in and what he'll do uh, for this team. And Billy Donovan said as much uh, in the article and he knows. Uh, what Patrick Williams needs to do, and you mentioned earlier right. that talking about his uh, conditioning and things like that. Right. You can, and you can say all of those things. We we got to see a big season for Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams' progression from year one to year two is going to have a big impact on just how good this Bulls team is overall. Can he improve his conditioning the way his coach wants? You can que- you can ask all those questions and put all of that out there without telling him to stop talking. Mm. Do not tell him to stop talking because you know why he's talking? Because the media is asking him questions. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, all right, let's move on and talk about actual basketball. We got a, a Bulls preseason finale tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies. Before we do that, though, just want to remind y'all that if you haven't found a place to get all of your sports betting fixes, I mean, we've been telling you. We've been telling you for months now. Years, probably. It's bet online. Years. 
back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. We got a Thursday night football matchup in the NFL tonight. A huge slate of college football and NFL games. And guess what? Hoops are back too. A few more preseason games you want to throw some bets on. Or NBA regular season, right? And as always, online.ag is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And again, that's mm-hmm. promo code locked on at sign up. Big Dave, preseason finale. Yes, Simple question. What do you want to see, man? Oh, I want to see Ja. <laughs> ja! Just because I just want to I just want to see Ja. Uh, but from the team, I think uh just what the main theme of this show, Matt, is is Patrick Williams. Uh, that's what we want to see. I want to see Patrick Williams. I want to see how the ankle is. Uh, I want to see where he fits in. Uh, I know in my head where he fits in, but I want to see it. You know what I mean? I need to see it and for it to be tangible. Uh, so I need to see it. And I'm excited to see that. So the starting five, which is weird to say in the fourth preseason game, but the starting five is really what I'm looking at because I haven't seen it yet in the preseason, uh, the starting five as they want it. So that is what my main focus will be. Is looking at that starting five, how they gel, how they do. Um, also, I'll be looking at Io, and I'll be looking at Stanley Johnson, and I'll be looking mm-hmm. at Alizé Johnson because there's going to be a battle, Matt, for for those final mm-hmm. seats on the bench. Uh, would those guys stay there? Would they go to the G League? Who's going to be cut? Stuff like that. So I'll be looking for that. I'll be looking at that battle also. And, and maybe Tony Bradley gets back too because I saw he was back also in practice right. and they said he was feeling better so maybe we get to see him and see you know what we got in, in tony bradley a little bit uh so yeah i'll be looking at, at i'll be looking at those things those things feel my thing yeah and speaking of bradley um that to me is a big one uh hopefully we get patrick williams back into the starting lineup and even if we do how do these bulls who even with uh patrick williams i think across the board we've talked about how they are undersized not in length but in height and the Grizzlies have a serious twin tower situation going on with (laughs) Jaron Jackson Jr. the young buck and the old wily vet Steven Adams I mean so the the Grizzlies have been kind of staggering these preseason games they'll play their real starting five in a game and then rest them the next game in the games that they've played their guys and we'll see if they do that for the preseason finale tomorrow night uh, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams, John Morant, that like they're all getting upwards of 25 minutes per game, sometimes even above the 30 minute mark. And how do you go about dealing with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams? And simultaneously, John Morant, and we know how special he is after watching him in the league for a couple of seasons now. We're we're excited about the fact that we think this Bulls perimeter defense is going to be better, and that Lonzo and Caruso and those guys being pests. Uh, as soon as that ball, you know, nears half court and fighting their way through screens and these man coverages is going to help the Bulls bigs defensively. Mm-hmm. But the Bulls in this preseason have not faced a John Morant when it comes to trying to 
really slow their opponents down at that point of attack? Great. And how do they couple trying to deal with Ja mm-hmm. and those two monsters in Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. simultaneously? That's a great point, Matt, because as great as they've looked and the Bulls have looked absolutely awesome, we've been bum slaying. We've said mm-hmm. that many times. That's what we've been doing is bum slaying. Memphis ain't no bums, man. <laughs> Memphis is serious, all right? They are a serious straight-up team with an elite point guard, you know, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is no punk, and Dylan Brooks is no punk at all. Like, this mm-hmm. is a really, really good team. Um, we'll see who they play and who they don't, but I still feel it's a good test uh, for the Bulls to go out there and play this team, no matter who they're, they're putting out there, because this is a team who will be in the mix as far as the playoffs are concerned. We know the Cavs ain't going to be there. We still don't know what the Pelicans are trying to do. But right. we know Memphis is definitely trying to make that move. So that's a good test, Matt. It's a very, very good test because um, it's like that. And we need that. And we need to know how strong we are. You know what I'm saying? How good this team is. How strong the IQ is. So I know it's, again, we're putting a lot on a preseason game. But it's just they haven't faced that kind of competition yet. Because that pre- those previous teams aren't on Memphis's level, I think. Right. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, uh, just after noon Chicago time on Thursday, just got a tweet update from Casey Johnson. Bulls wrapping up practice. Patrick Williams, full participant again in Thursday practice, said he's optimistic that we see Patrick Williams play tomorrow night. So, more good news on that front. Um, yeah, and and then like like you said, the other thing, as uh, in addition to just like schematically how the Bulls try to slow down um, the the Memphis Grizzlies is, mm-hmm. like you said, the the competition of the guys on the back end of this rotation, and and who does Donovan give maybe uh, more opportunity, aka minutes to to prove what they have, versus mm-hmm. maybe who does he already feel he's comfortable in knowing what they have, um, mm-hmm. like you you know Io is going to be on this roster, right? You, you know that. It's 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 Stanley Johnson and Matt Thomas. I think Th- those guys are the two most likely candidates to earn that fifteenth and final spot if the Bulls do want to start the season with fifteen. The other the other possibility is like they like both of those guys, but they don't love either of them, and they decide what they would rather have, knowing that they're comfortable with the depth as far as you know Billy's rotation and fourteen is entering the season with fourteen in case they want to make some kind of midseason trade. Well, they. You know, move somebody and take back two players. It's, um, you know, I I wouldn't say that's the most likely scenario, but those guys who are on that fringe right now, you got one more game and probably, I don't know, two stints in his rotation, 14, 15, maybe 20 minutes to -hmm. prove what you got. Yeah. And, and you you know, I'm sitting here thinking that because I'm like, I know it's preseason and all, and people keep telling me that. Because the Bulls, you know, how they looked and how they're beating. I'm like, yeah, but let them come out and struggle against Memphis and watch how those people talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Immediately. See, they didn't play nobody in the preseason. You see, when they played somebody, they struggled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so that's why it's important to see this as well. I want to see what they look like. Because even if they struggle, I wouldn't panic. Because, again, it's preseason. But I still would be like, come on now. <laughs> like, right. like, what are we doing out here? Because we're full strength. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why I want to see. I don't expect them to struggle. I don't expect – I just expect it to continue to be what I've been seeing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's important that they come out and they have a good showing against a good NBA team, in my opinion, because I just want to see what it looks like and just give Bulls fans – we need we want all the hope. <laughs> we want all the good stuff 
all the things we could clean going to before this season begins next week. Oh my God, the season begins next week. <laughs> oh my god oh my god less, it's next week less than a week dave um oh. yeah and, and honestly you don't know what to expect other than you expect a bigger challenge than yeah. either game against cleveland and and the pelicans uh blowout the the Cavs second time around and you and i talked about this i think was more about the bulls not doing things as well as they had in the first two games as opposed to you know, yes, give credit to Cleveland. They fought back sure. after taking that punch a little bit, but it was more about yeah. the Bulls playing loosey-goosey and, and making mistakes yeah. and not playing that same level of defense. This is going to be different against Memphis because, like I said, they have had staggered real preseason and fake preseason games as far as who they're playing. In the in the games that they played their real guys, they were blowout wins over the Pistons and the Hornets. So, yeah. like the Bulls were, bum slaying. Yeah. And then the other ones, is, you know, they they played nobody against the Pacers and lost by two. And then there was that that first game against the Bucks, where they actually only played three quarters because there was like a fire alarm situation at the stadium, <laughs> and they ended the game after three quarters because it was a preseason game, mm-hmm. and and you know hard hard to gauge anything from that one. So yeah. in the games where they play their real players, they bum slayed the bums, and yeah. in games where they haven't, it's like well then you know you don't really learn anything from that. Right. Even even just looking at that, you can tell this is going to be the Bulls' biggest test of the preseason, and I I like the fact that they are saving that for for last, and and hopefully you see some real stuff. Speaking of that Bucks Grizzlies preseason game, though, Dave, and and I had to mention this before we get out of here. Okay, that was the only preseason game that we saw an appearance from new Grizzlies depth backcourt piece, Chris Dunn. Played five minutes, couple of steals, and nothing else in the box score anywhere because, of course, um, you you and John and I, when we were doing Bulls Outcast last season, yes. you know, had really had a lot of fun with that segment that we just kind of invented out of thin air called "Did you yes. see what Chris Dunn don't Chris tonight?" Dunn, no. <laughs> As opposed to Kendall Gill's "Did you see what T Rose did tonight?" Yes. <laughs> Since then, Big Dave, he has been a DNP in their last four preseason games because of dental surgery. And is listed day to day coming into tomorrow night's finale. We have got to get Chris Dunn revenge game at the United Center, semicolon preseason edition. We need it. We need it. I now I'm more concerned that Matt will be in the building now. <laughs> oh, this man. Oh, oh I will be heckling Chris Dunn. <laughs> Respectfully, oh, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. With the utmost respect. Of course he will. Is he still wearing – I didn't see. Is he still wearing number 32? Is that is that still the number for Chris? Uh, that is a good question. Let me look okay. real quick. I'd, I'd like to know that if he if he's wearing that at all because I haven't seen – I've never he, seen him. He got him traded game. twice this offseason. He did. He was traded two times this offseason, man. It's been wild to watch. I did see I, – I did see – um. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and I have been watching Daniel Gafford, of course. You know uh, who had fourteen point seventeen rebounds in twenty six minutes the other day. But we ain't gonna talk about that. He also taking jump shots too, so we ain't talking about that. But uh, watching uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I've been looking at the Magic. Um, he they have him. They trying him out at power forward as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting him at the four to see you know if he can do his things. But it's still Wendell Carter Jr., you know, so you're going to get your 10 points, you're going to get your 10 rebounds. And it's kind of been that steadiness of, of his stat line of what it's always been, you know, that 10 points, 10 rebounds, there it go. But he looks a little more confident 
which is good. Uh, he definitely looks more confident in his shot. He's not scared to shoot <laughs> anymore, uh, which I always say is not his fault that he being scared to shoot. I don't blame him for that. Uh, I blame the ball-headed menace who tried to destroy that young man. Um, so, yeah, I'll be watching closely. I'll be keeping tabs on all these uh, old old uh, Bulls players that, you know, had that promise, uh, but it didn't work out. And I just want to see what it looks like uh, with these other teams. So League Pass will be on Pivot. And I will be watching Lowry because it looks like they want to play him at the three. So I'll be interested to look at that too. I don't know how they watched the Bulls try that experiment last season and decide anything other than, oh yeah, that's a waste of time. He can't play the three. <laughs> um, uh, because you asked, Dave, I just looked it up. Uh, yes, Chris Dunn, at least listed on ESPN player profile, still wearing number 32 okay, for the Memphis Grizzlies. And my goodness, just because I was there checking his jersey number, it popped up. Chris Dunn's official official final 2021 regular season stats with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. All right. All right. Am I ready? <laughs> 1.3 points. 1.5 rebounds. 0.5 assists. Negative 5.64 player efficiency rating. Oh, my goodness. But how many steals, Matt? <laughs> how many Doesn't steals? even list them in his player profile. Oh, man, uh, nobody heard an argument more about steals than Chris Dunn when John would argue about steals with us and how they use this. Nobody was a better, you know what I'm saying, argument destroyer than Chris Dunn about how John feels steals are useless. Like, Chris Dunn was definitely a great argument for that. But hopefully, honestly, his kind of style of play, Matt, fits Memphis. Uh, as far as, you know, how, how they like their players, you know, with that grittiness, you know, that grind that, you know, get on the floor kind of stuff, he fits that mold. But if they're looking for somebody to be a really good point guard with that, I don't think he's going to be that guy. But if they're looking for that grit and that grind, you know, and that and that toughness, he's, he's definitely got that for sure. He's got that down. I just – I I want to see some Chris Dunn minutes on Friday night. I need it. <laughs> Matthew, I need it in my life. life. I that need is, my Chris Dunn minutes. That, that will be the cherry on top of a wonderfully fun Bulls preseason uh, oh. That and ideally a Bulls victory, so they go perfect four and zero in preseason. Um, this is exciting, man. Uh, we are almost there. I feel like every episode we do, we are inching closer and closer. Uh, this is our last episode before the day of the Bulls' last preseason game, and then you know, and then the weekend will be here, and then the weekend will be over before you know it, and then boom, it's the week of the Bulls' twenty one twenty two season opener. Oh. Uh, that's so exciting. But oh, big Dave, before we get out of here, just uh, a reminder to all of our listeners. Uh, that uh, that interview that we were teasing last week that didn't happen, it's happening tomorrow, folks. That's how we're going to wrap up the week with a special guest for our Friday episode. So make sure you tune in tomorrow as wanna. well. Nice, nice little wanna. string of uh, some, some fun guest appearances recently, Dave. Not bad, man. Jamal was awesome, man. That was much fun having him on here, too. So, yeah, but we had to get somebody, you know, on his level and on his caliber. So hopefully this guest will be that. We think he is. So, you know, hopefully this guest will, will be that for you guys and you'll enjoy Absolutely. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Just a reminder, as always, to hit us up. Uh, the text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369. You can email us, lockdown.com, and hit follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at BAL, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow with our fifth and final episode of the week. See you, Red. Be good. Peace out.